episode. Oh, it's four. Oh my god, that was episode three for a second there. So, welcome back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about all the bubblies, the foamers, the squeaky clean, uh, all the cleansers today. Yep. yep. So yeah, I can't believe it's episode four already. We will be drinking bubblies in celebration of this episode, but not right now because we'll save that for. New London, that's right. So we are actually in New York right now um, for our New London pharmacy launch. Uh, we really love uh, that just kind of like mom and pop pharmacy. Mm-hmm. It's been around uh, for a long time. Uh, it's family owned and we just really like their cult collection of beauty products. Mm-hmm. So all our New York fans and friends, if you're ever in that area definitely stop by and just check out uh, abby's collection because she definitely does a really great job selecting some very rare finds very unique blend of um products yeah Yeah. as for abby conchetta everyone in the store is super knowledgeable so you're in good hands if you have any questions yep exactly um so yeah uh today we decided to do cleansers right because it's well, we're not necessarily thrilled talking yeah, about this. This is not our favorite topic ever. Like, well, well, we're formulating the uh, the cleanser. We often talked about it's like, man, cleanser is just this ugly child where it's difficult to formulate. It's some, and it's highly opinionated, right? We each have our own preferences, but it's not necessarily not necessarily who we're formulating right. for. So it's just it's just a hot mess. So. Yeah, but we do recognize it's the first step of the routine Mm -hmm. and, you know, there is importance in doing the first step right. So that's going to be the theme of today. So anyway, let's get started with a bit of news. Ah, yes, a little bit of news. Well, we're going to stray away. I think it was just something that I thought was kind of cool is we found this study and it's funny because last episode we talked about how we're not experts in hair, ah. but we do really like to hear about air pollution studies. Um, so there was an in vitro study that was done to basically look at, you know, the human follicle dermal cells and see if pollution has any effect on, you know, their basic skin cycle so what happened was um they just basically monitored these three proteins and then uh, i guess introduced them to things like dust and diesel and the cool thing is that they did find that they did have an effect on the protein expression um now i think the reason why i wanted to bring this up is because uh this is where we find ourselves kind of in between Mm -hmm. like kind of iffy on in vitro but then we also feel the difficulties of testing antioxidants Mm -hmm. and so we're like anti-pollution in general they're often by the way guys um anti-pollution antioxidants and now two categories that's blending very closely together yeah Yes. They're, they're the same, right? <laughs> well, it's more antioxidants like shoved into the anti-pollution right. category. Right. Um, and so we often like appreciate when people get clever with things like this. So this kind of study we think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we also voice that in vivo is the more important one, mm-hmm. but we feel the challenges behind testing these sorts of antioxidants 
um, in a more in vivo setting, because if you can imagine testing pollutants on real human scalp is not necessarily ideal. Yeah, like what? How are you even going to control what that scalp is exposed to? And the study right. size has to be insanely large. So again, in vivo is a good first step to understand what the problem is and what might help. And fun fact, uh, Victoria just mentioned diesel. Yeah, diesel is actually uh, we thought is kind of a hilarious thing to use to study anti pollution, sure. like. There's a market for used diesel right. dedicated to these studies. There's someone that collects diesel for this well, research. Yeah, who knew? Genius. And also, like, they have studies where they use cigarette smoke, too. That's also interesting. Oh, yeah, so that's a fun one where you stick. Um, this one can actually be in vivo, where they stick your arm into a chamber and just blow smoke in there right. and see what happens. Yeah, so I just thought it was kind of cool to share. I know it's a little off tangent of cleansers, but allows us to share our real feelings about the whole antioxidant space. Mm-hmm. And then also the whole, hi, kitty. <laughs> By the way, this episode features two cats roaming around the, uh, yeah, the apartment. So if you hear, <laughs> <laughs> they're just hungry. Yeah, I have a fat cat who's constantly hungry. On so. a real hard diet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's jump right into it. And we're going to decode that aisle. Yeah. So Very Cherry Clean is actually a second one, a second cleansing bomb that pharmacy has released. Yeah. Their first edition is called the Green Clean Makeup Removing. <laughs> cleansing balm it's a bit of a mouthful for me but um let's compare the two and see how the how they compare hopefully it'll help you guys decide which one to choose from um so we're looking at the very cherry clean one and you know just combing through it we i think the main takeaway is just the surfactant they use Mm -hmm. um the peg 20 glycerol triisosterate this is actually a really common uh cleansing balm surfactant you'll see in a lot of other products um and then you know the main i guess emulsifier is the peg 10 isosterate so we'll see that combo um pretty commonly and then a bunch of extracts right yep so the main oil you see up top is cetyl hexanoate and cap cap triglyceride yep. two very common oils um it's there because it's effective and it's very price friendly yeah um, and i think the other thing that we should kind of talk about is this polyethylene oh yes so we got a lot of these questions it's like wait hold up isn't polyethylene the bad. evil microbeads yeah why? bad for the environment yeah why is it in my cleansing balm right so that was actually kind of an interesting dive into the world of polyethylene um, it comes in all sorts of different forms. Liquid, solid. Liquid, solid, slightly waxy. Mm-hmm. In this case, the waxy variety. So it's not the same as microbeads. So what happens is, uh, by the way, we are not experts on tempering with plastic. Yeah. This is just from a cosmetic chemist perspective. Um, but on the ingredient production side, they tamper with these ingredients and create very, very different forms of just polyethylene. Mm-hmm. Um, some are thermoplastic. If you if you want to get into it, it's a it's a very deep Wikipedia dive. Basically, polyethylene is just a really functional polymer, and right. scientists are able to modify it in all sorts of ways right. to make some crazy ass materials. So, so what's fascinating about the waxy polyethylene is last time we went down this rabbit hole, the industry that looked into this ingredient was actually snowboard and skiing industry because mm-hmm. they used it as a sealant um and then there's there was a push to use say beeswax more natural alternatives to it and they found that the 
degradability of polyethylene and beeswax is the same potato potato <laughs> so so beeswax is a, a decent alternative to polyethylene um yeah in that study they're like it's about the same performance wise in terms of sealing up your snowboard polyethylene is still yeah better. that's what i figured yeah. <laughs> also without wear and tear so um yeah and i guess um just so you know in this balm um it's really just in there as a real nice thickener mm -hmm. um help kind of keeps everything in this formula together and you know pharmacy is really not the only one to use polyethylene we know the clinique their cleansing balm also cleansing uses the polyethylene as well um we're not necessarily worried Yep, anyway, so that is the very cherry bright. Let's get to the green clean. And in the green clean, you'll see oh, that it's exactly the same. Uh, you've got the same backbone of the PEG-20 uh, glycerol triisosterate. You've got your PEG-10 isosterate and polyethylene. Um, you also got the same emollients that Gloria listed. Yeah, the, the acetyl ethyl hexanoate mm -hmm. and capcap triglyceride. Yeah, we would say that really the only thing that's changed are, you know, the extracts they're using. And for us, um, we, at least my personal opinion is just choose the one you like. Whichever yeah. one smells, smells better. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Um, hope that helps yep. make your decision. Performance-wise, they should be completely on par. It's the same type of backbone structure. So Right. And I think something else that we should add is um, right now, Sephora actually has a... Um, I guess limited edition size, uh -huh. um, where you can get 200 mils for I believe about the same price. That's a that is a big tub. So this is where I want to suggest like, um, you know, when it's in an open jar, maybe you don't need that value size because in my head all I think about is the number of times you're dipping your hand. Bacteria, bacteria, bacteria. <laughs> right. So I. Personally, you know, for this, I, I would just use the regular size. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And also, Gloria is always looking for cleansing balm suggestions. Mm -hmm. um, I I prefer cleansing oil. Mm. I find that they just work better. Yeah. But when I travel, there's just one too many occasions where I open the bag to an oily Eek. surprise. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I guess that's it for the segment. To sum up, potato, potato, choose what smells like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we've got a new segment today. Yeah, this is a very cleansing specific segment called no, 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 Name That Device! Device! All the device! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and this category has a ton and a ton of knockoffs too. So. Yeah, the classic is, of course, the Clarisonic. Right, and we've seen, you know, uh, anywhere from Clinique, Olay, Neutrogena, like do their own brush systems. Yeah, and they all look suspiciously like the Clarisonic system. So <laughs> right. whether or not that $200 brush is better than the others, yeah. <clears throat> well. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I think I did use this back in like probably uh, when I first got a job. I used I was just about to say back when Usher was top of the charts. <laughs> Not that old. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, so I at that time I thought it was great, but then I soon realized that, you know, the brush head that I was using was a little bit too harsh mm -hmm. for my skin. Um, I do I am one that does like mechanical exfoliation. Um 
But then, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but then I found contact sponges. I was fine with that. So. Yeah, so for me, the tough part is I really like it. I also like it in terms of that extra mechanical exfoliation mechanism. But I never remember to charge it. I've lost so many <laughs> right. Clarisonic chargers. And it's just that extra extra thing you have to keep track of around the sink area. True. So for me, I do kind of like the dumb brushes, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't have to charge. I can use my hand. So they're, so kudos to Clarisonic. They actually have a lot of studies that demonstrate that their frequency of their brush heads really cling a lot better. Mm. And it just... And they were kind of at the forefront of cleansing devices, I really feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And I I agree. I appreciate they've also got different brush heads now. So, you know, not really something that we can speak of as of recently. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it... Support the OG. Yeah. (laughs) I think the price is the hardest for me. It it, it is hard. I mean, I don't... I have a lot of things collecting dust, a lot of misguided yeah. home gym pur- uh, purchases, yeah. but none of them are $200, so right. it's a little hard to swallow. All right, so next one is Ferreo. Yeah, Ferreo, the classic VOG of the vibrator to the face type of cleansing brush. Yeah, and <laughs> they definitely expanded their category. Oh, I, yeah. the, uh, my favorite is the I one. I don't know if everyone has, has seen, has seen it. it. It does. Uh, it does a weird gyration motion. <laughs> it just looks a little vile. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think you know another one that's like great concept and unfortunately has been knocked off so many times. I yeah. we always get a kick out of the way like other people just get small, around the pen. Yeah, yeah, small brands will like change up the design and you know suddenly it went from this like nice pearl shape, like as teardrop shape, to. Yeah, the <laughs> waves and, you know. The aqua whale shapes, basically. Right. Just, um, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, if you were looking for a medical-grade silicone vibrating device for the face. <laughs> you For the face. You can check out Amazon. They have a lot of the knockoffs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I personally have only used a travel size for Rayo, mm-hmm. one of those, like, limited edition mini ones. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It looks fine. I I don't like it as much as the Clarisonic. Yeah. I will say I just think that in terms of the mechanical exfoliating action, um, it's just not as strong. Um, I think it's it is definitely the more gentle option, but right. that's not what I'm going for, and I. I don't see much more of a benefit using Ferreo. Yeah, so for me, the I like, I get it, and I understand. I, I like it from a um, sanit- sanitation perspective. Yeah. Um, it's, but I agree with Victoria. I use mine now to clean makeup brushes. <laughs> oh, do tell. Yeah, tell, it's just tell, the, tell people how you use it. Yeah, so just have a pool of water or like a little jar of um, diluted shampoo mm-hmm. or something, and you just bzzz and just bounce it on the Ferrero <laughs> brush. It cleans a lot better because usually I like it takes me a few passes to like really clean out all the yeah. the, the the shame and guilt of reminding myself that I haven't cleaned that brush for way too long. Yeah, but, the same way. Yeah, but with the brush, it gets it out completely cleanly a lot faster. Yeah, agreed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the third one that we kind of came up with was makeup eraser. Yeah, that's the the microfiber. Um, basically, it's it's a towel. 
with microfiber on it that you can use to wipe off your makeup. I have to say, personally, I am really not a fan of this one. Oh, okay. Shockingly harsh. I've never used this one because in my mind, I'm like, I have a towel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it it is a little bit different than just the towel. But to me, it reminds me, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of ShamWow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wait, does it have the, like... Little tendrils. <laughs> yeah, it has a little bit of the tendril. Got I'm not it. Sure. Okay, so I have to clarify. I'm not sure if I'm using the ombre makeup eraser. This was my friend's. I was oh, sleeping okay. over at her place, uh-huh. and I borrowed it. Holy cow! Those tendrils are out for blood. <laughs> really? I think it's because the way it's positioned. If they position it as a ooh a, a, a towel or a cleansing towel, I think it will be okay. But because they position it as makeup eraser, people tend to go in uh, pretty hard, and it takes off a layer of skin. I was pretty raw afterwards. So it's pretty exfoliating. It overly so. Is there like a coating, like a? It can't tell. It, it really looks just like microfiber. Mm. So it, in my mind, it shouldn't be that harsh. But the way um, they tell you to use it, it comes out a little harsh. It could be because I was <clears throat> using acids at the time, but still, if you if you have any actives, don't go in like that. I'm starting to imagine those like scotch sponges for dishwashing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I guess to sum up, like, do we do you really need a cleansing brush? Ooh, I okay. I really. In my case, no. Um, I really like the contact sponges. Like honestly, I yeah. I feel like I still get some really nice exfoliation. My after I wash off and towel off, um, my skin just feels really smooth. Mm-hmm. I like how you know what it does to the surface of my skin. Um, so no, I I don't need like an actual real electronic device for my cleansing experience yeah Yeah. so for me i i feel the same way once in a while my head will turn at a useless but really cute addition so like did you know that proactive has a hello kitty cleansing brush it definitely made me do a double take like ooh, i don't need it but i kind of have the signature bow tie it has the bow tie (laughs) (laughs) okay it's cute but it's stupid um but yeah, I agree. I saw this new product Sephora has mm. that I am intrigued by. It. They have this $12 mechanical brush. It's double-headed. So on one okay. side, you have the traditional bristles. And on the other side, you have the... Um, like a buffer? <laughs> like a buffing system? I think it's a silicone brush side. Oh, Or okay. something like that. Okay. So I'm like, all right, for 12 bucks, you get like two types of bristles bad. you can play around with. And it's for twelve bucks. It's not completely indisposable. You you don't have to worry about bacteria back, uh, buildup. So yeah, I'm gonna play around with that. I think my heart definitely goes out to these like um, companies that were at the forefront of mm-hmm. all of these cleansing devices because you know, damn, it's hard to compete now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where where does the two hundred dollar brush yeah, go? Yeah. So spare a moment of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. So now we're going to get into our next segment of Chemist Confession. So today we're going to just share a little bit about our cleansing mishaps, I guess. Yeah. So Victoria, what was a cleansing mishap you've had? Uh, cleansing mishap. Uh, I guess, I mean, I did talk about in the last episode how, like, forget my cleanser a lot and have used like (gasps) shampoo um, as my face wash um i think another thing that probably 
Um, what I've really questioned after doing the Instagram is I don't double cleanse and I have tried, mm-hmm. but I just feel like, it, you know, I, I, so I swapped out using, I used to use Bobbi Brown eyeliner mm-hmm. and that stuff doesn't come off. So I understand in oh, that aspect. Like a tattoo. Yeah. The, in that aspect, I definitely needed an eye makeup remover. Um, but now I just, I don't use mascara. I use a pretty like simple eyeliner. Um, and my foundation is like just minimal coverage. So I feel like now, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't need that double cleanse. Yeah. For me, I guess I wouldn't say a huge mishap, but I used to really like silk based cleansers. Mm, I chased that yeah. squeaky clean. The squeakier, the better. I and know they you smell nice too. Yeah, they smell great. The Shiseido one was my favorite. Yeah. I also like Origins. Um, that white bottle. I used to use that all the time. And the thing is, I know a lot of our followers and a lot of skin conscious people don't like soap based cleansers. Uh, high pH. Yeah. Yeah, and. I, I think that's another round of debate of what mm. how much that matters because mm. we don't want to say like that's the devil, right? Mm. Um, it matters more if you have dry and sensitive skin, if you have eczema. Those are factors that contribute, um, that can contribute to excessive dryness. Yeah. And I myself have really dry skin, and I have found that I hate to admit it because for a while my defense is soap. I love soap. <laughs> um, I have found that once I switch to a low pH surfactant based mm. product. It makes a difference during the winter, mm. for sure. Yeah. It, it took a while to get used to it because I was trained to know to think that oh, squeak means clean, right? Right. So it took a while for me. But am I face clean? Is my face clean? Okay. And especially, I mean, I gotta say, for oily skin people, they look for the squeak. You yeah. Know, when your skin just feels that heavy and grimy in a way, like you know, it's just a nice one of those like nice aesthetics that as chemists that we look for. Mm-hmm. Um. I also have to say, nothing froths as nicely as a soap cleanser. Yeah. Um, So in terms of like luxurious foam and overall aesthetic experience, I feel like, you know, the soap cleanser definitely wins. Can't be beat, yeah. Because, you know, I I also, you know, did the same experiment as you did with the low pH cleansers. I used the CeraVe hydrating cream, the Mm -hmm. hydrating cleanser. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's nice. Like my skin definitely felt actually i have to say same thing like felt better especially coming off of like plane rides yeah um but the experience is kind of meh yeah it feels like you know you are washing your face with the lotion you know yeah. and you just don't get that same i guess cleansing experience that you're used to and you know the after finish is uh, is more hydrating so you often question like oh is this gonna like make me more oily? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agree with the. I think my least favorite cleansing experience is one of the Cetaphils. Mm. Whichever one's not foaming, it doesn't yes. even feel like lotion. It feels like snot. Yeah, yeah. Use a not safe for work term for it too. It's like just like like slimy and just glide around, and you're like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I I could not agree more. Yeah, least favorite low pH gentle cleanser of all time so to sum up low ph um, really does help with you know your skin barrier Um, however we don't think this is like this again does not trump just listen to your skin you've been using you know soap soap based cleansers your whole life 
and you've read this article and now you're like, I've been damaging my skin this whole time. Like, no, that's that's not how that works at all. Right. Your skin is dynamic. Um, it's Everyone's really, skin's different. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just dependent on your skin type, your skin quirks. So just listen to your skin. You'll figure it out. Everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Gloria, what is your least favorite cleanser format? Oh, boy. So cleanser is an interesting category where yeah. you get anything from powder, gel, balm, mm-hmm. cream, um, all sorts of different formats. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, Kumo. What up, buddy? So um, my least favorite, I think, will have to be Missler Water, actually. I know a lot of people really like it as a gentle, don't squeeze your face on the Just microphone. so distracted by Kumo's butthole in my face (laughs) (laughs) any cat owner out there can relate (laughs) kumo is currently presenting himself to us uh so anyway i'm not a fan of missile waters i know it works for a lot of people for Mm. me one it's because we travel so much Mm. so the thought of having to carry cotton pads (laughs) yeah like another little baggie is just super irritating yeah i get it and then on another hand is i don't wear a lot of makeup but i wear those like difficult to remove um La, um, mascara mm. and so having that I always feel like using missile water formats it takes off three five lashes before it removes any mascara oh really so you found, you haven't found one that really yeah. removes very well no it doesn't uh-huh. and I and I just feel like it, it's a good extra step but yeah. I'm not about the extra step so yeah. that's probably my least favorite I I haven't I have a lot of feelings about powder cleansers too because mm-hmm. I really like them oh, but yeah. again it's not travel friendly no, and it looks like a cocaine party on your sink. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kumo just, you know, cool, hanging out. Um, yeah, okay. I, I will say I also don't like carrying around a baggie of cotton pads. Um, but I do like them for gym sesh. Like, you know, the, the in-between work sesh. Just uh, to uh-huh. kind of like swipe off and get out Mm -hmm. yeah so that would be like the only time i've really used um any sort of missile or water um yeah but it's not like gym sesh like really happen anymore (laughs) uh no see (laughs) (laughs) and let's see my least favorite oh god right bomb oil you don't you just don't use it right it's not really a least favorite now people think I just have a really dirty face. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Victoria doesn't wash her face. It's a rumor start. Uh, damn, what is my least favorite? You know, okay. I talk about how I like mechanical exfoliation, but I, I as a kid, I used to use that St. Ives apricot scrub. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's probably now my least favorite. That is a heavy-handed confession. <laughs> like, a really hard sandpaper to the face oh my lord so uh yeah all the yeah all the apricot seed walnut shell all of that like yeah those are my least favorite because i felt like they led me astray as a child and you know here i am thinking about my poor skin back then no yeah i feel like that was a rite of passage back then everyone had a jar it's almost like you know on reddit those like nostalgia pictures Uh (laughs) apricot scrub is definitely there yeah, yeah yeah my boyfriend used it and he's like now 
that thing has trained him to every time he gets anything with any sort of scrubbies in it, he's like, oh, I want it to scrub. I want to be red. I'm like, stop doing that. But I found guys really like that. They do, yeah. yeah. The harsher, the better. Yeah. It makes them feel alive. Yeah, so I, I will say, like, guys, the thing that blows my mind is after shave, too, they need it to sting. Yeah. Like, that menthol Give and that alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. yeah. And I just don't get that trigger, but to them, they just... That's what they look it? for? Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Time to break it up! Break, break, break it up. Break, break, break it up. Hi, guys. It's time for our weird animal fun fact segment. Yeah, so what do we got on the menu today, Gloria? Yeah, so, again, for those of you new to our podcast, um, we think talking about skincare for a full hour can get a little dry for us, too. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we decided to break it up as animal lovers. We love to share animal facts. Also because they do some really weird, fascinating things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today on the menu we have octopus. I like how we said menu. And it's <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you know that octopi, octopuses, octopi, octopi. Are, <laughs> are very, very smart? Yeah. So if you ever have some time to kill, definitely recommend going on YouTube to look up octopus escape artist stories. They're really mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember Finding Dory um, bases that octopus off of a real octopus in, an, in one of the aquariums. So it's it's a pretty fun read. Yeah, so and another fun octopus story comes from Paul the Octopus. So Paul actually lived in, he has since passed away, but he used to live in the, I think, Berlin Zoo, somewhere in Germany. Mm-hmm. And what they do every year, uh, every World Cup is tradition, is they let Paul predict the outcome of the game. Oh, and uh-huh. <laughs> what that means is uh, they have two boxes with the uh, two countries' flags on it, and yeah. they have both have equal food in there, uh-huh. and they see which one um, Paul goes for first. Okay, how do you do? Paul had a 100% record. What? During the 2010 World Cup, which Go was Paul. Yeah, but it was it was <laughs> How actually did we get the name Paul. I'm always I fascinated with animals that have human names. Oh, so fun fact: Gloria has a cat named Kumo, and in Kumo's previous life and the shelter, his name was Garrett. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can't I can't Old look at a cat Garrett. and be like Garrett. I'm here, baby Garrett. So he got a new name. <laughs> so anyway. But it was really sad because that year Germany lost in the semifinals. Mm. So when Paul predicted it, everyone was like, oh my god, incoming Paul Sashimi. Oh, <laughs> so, so is Paul still alive? Paul passed away from natural oh, causes, not because he predicted Paul. Germany's loss. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. yeah, that's the animal fact of the day. Awesome. All right. And for our last segment today, we want to do a little bit of ingredient corner. Um, this time around, we're just going to kind of do a, uh, a quick run through of common mm-hmm. gentle surfactants. Um, so we know that pH and gentle surfactants are a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people pay attention to. So we're just going to try to list a couple products that fall into these kinds of ingredient categories. So the first one, SLS, SLES. Yeah, so this category might be a little controversial because SLS can be a no irritant, but this mm. comes down to 
the surfactant level and how it's formulated and it can be used in a gentle way. Mm-hmm. A classic exa- example from this category is Cetaphil. You yep. can find um, cleansers that use both of these or um, either one of these from their line. Yeah, and I think the other hard part is that you can have gentle cleansers that incorporate um, these surfactants and really it just comes down to concentration which is very difficult to know when you decode the aisle of a cleanser um, but um, it's pretty common in actually most drugstore ba- brands that you'll see yeah yep. um, second category cocoa amidopropyl betaine yeah this is a classic one that um, is found in many many gentle cleansers mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Um, I guess I think most the most popular one that features this ingredient um, is the Cozarx Good Morning Cleanser. Yeah. Um, Friendly pH, um, has great cleansing power. Foams really well. Yeah, but it's just unfortunate because, you know, there is a subset of people that do um, tend to have, like, some irritation um, despite being a gentle surfactant. And you know what? That's just the nature of ingredients. You're always going to have that subset. Um Right, and that's a that's a category that's very hard for us to say because mm-hmm. um, pH is not the end all be all. You right. know, it's it's very subjective. Mm-hmm. Everyone's skin's very different, so it pans out. Like, just look for the surfactant system that works for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, the third one is SEI. Um, that's sodium cocoyl isothionate. I think there's another syllable in there. Oh, yeah. I always pronounce that isothionate. There you go. Uh. (laughs) And then um, that one is also considered very mild. Um, A lot of common brands um, that use it are like First Aid Beauty and Drunk Elephant. Yeah. So this one is one that I'm a little, I'm personally a little lukewarm about because Mm -hmm. I find it. I find that it smells a little weird. Oh, and yeah, I'll, a little bit. Yeah. Like a weird waxy yeah. fragrance, yeah. And for me, it's really weird that it's very gentle on the skin, but I find cleansers with this really irritating to the eye area. Yeah, they definitely, like, make my eyes burn, so it's not one that I like to try to rub my, like, eyeliner off with. Right, exactly. Sure. But this one has really great profiles, too. It mm-hmm. works, um, it formulates well with slightly higher-end formulas mm-hmm. with, um more of a budget i guess (laughs) (laughs) uh and then finally amino acids yeah Um, amino acids is it's a definitely a more general category but that's you'll see a lot of your uh cocoa glutamates mm -hmm. and whatnot i feel like um a lot of asian brands like to use amino acid based yeah aside from soap based (laughs) yes (laughs) um so gloria which product would you recommend for this category (laughs) I think I would definitely have to say the Chemist Confessions Blank Slate Formula. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this is one that uh, we really liked, and um, we did end up incorporating in the Blank Slate. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we used a blend of this other plant-derived surfactant Mm. with um, amino acid, because plain amino acid formulas we find didn't clean that well. and. Yeah, it was just um, by itself, it's a little lacking. It's right. kind of, it's a great totally support agree. category. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually tried to do a formula that was all amino acid based, but it was just... It, yeah, it didn't perform very it was well at all. It didn't happen. <laughs> 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 all right, and last but not least, let's take a look at some questions from our followers. Um, the first one. Uh, we So we did a post about 
uh, denatured alcohol. Everyone's favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> so we did get this question that I liked. Um, what about when the sunscreen has alcohol or denatured alcohol listed as the second ingredient? Yeah, well, okay, so <laughs> it's a very controversial topic, yeah. and we can understand why people don't like this mm. ingredient. Um, but the reality is, uh, at least for me, I am not bothered by alcohol and sunscreen mm. at all. And, and Gloria on, has dry skin. Yeah, and I have pretty dry skin. Mm. So for me, what's with sunscreen especially, from a dry skin perspective, it, the filter system matters more to me. Mm. Like I actually find the um, physical physical filter formula is really drying in the long run, with or without oh, alcohol. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I alcohol could see that. that. It's just the heavy powder base. Yeah, it just made me feel very caked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it's always hard because it just depends on a lot of things, like, you know, the environment that you're in. Do you, Are you in a more humid place? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a great moisturizer that you're layering with? Um, you, I feel like it's really case by case. Um, but the great thing about products that do have denatured alcohol as one of the top ingredients, you'll quickly know whether or not it works for your skin, I feel like. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a good point because it's very polarizing. Yeah. And as far as it being in the second ingredient, it kind of depends on the formula. Mm. Um, the reality is most products don't have more than 5% of alcohol. Yeah. Because higher than 5%, that formula quickly flammable. gets into the flammable category. So we, yeah, and most bo- most brands would try to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so second question. Um, so this is also based on another post, that, or I guess video that we posted about, um, you know, these dropper bottles mm-hmm. and how if you let them sit for way, way, way past its shelf life, um, it can do some really funky things. Yep. Um, so someone asked, um, why does this happen to stoppers? Um, I like to wash and clean out my empty product bottles, but even then the rubber melts away after a while. This is a great question. <laughs> so um, rubber dro- uh, dropper tips can actually be made from a few different materials. Yep. It can be rubber. It could be um, nitrile. Mm-hmm. It could be um, silicone. Mm-hmm. There's a few. And it's up to a brand to do compatibility testing. Um, Rubber, it's kind of (laughs) lousy. Yeah, it's the worst of the three, but the cheapest. Yeah, it's very sensitive to, like, uh, silicone. It's uh, it's sensitive to a lot of oils. Mm. Um, Don't ever... Anything that comes in a pipette, basically, don't don't transport it upside down because yeah. chances are it's not very compatible with what's inside. Yeah. And, you know, even if you use, like, nitrile, you know, a lot of these treatments are just, like, really low pH. Um, they're just they just don't really interact well in the long run. So we're not actually surprised. This is only one of the, I guess, phenomenons you'll see in the dropper tips. Um, we have dropper tips that will kind of puff up like a balloon. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> this happens to the very classic CE Ferula formula. Yeah. So, you know, it can, you know, create kind of a gaseous environment. Um, so, you know, it's just... That's just actually the annoying part of working with dropper bottles. And this is the funny part is this is where you can see kind of the quality of the rubber. Because sometimes the balloon is very even and very round. Other times it's a one little teamer from wherever the rubber <laughs> is more compromised. Right. So, yeah, that's just the, that's just kind of a little insight into QC and just understanding how, you know, 
the formula is only one part of the story. The packaging right. is also very important. And it's why we sometimes, you know, do a little insight on packaging as well. Yeah. And, and long story short, we wouldn't recommend recycling and reusing. Um, yeah. Don't I do. mean, okay, you can recycle, but don't reuse the um, dropper bottles. Yeah. Um, jars are the easiest to clean um, mm. and clean thoroughly. Mm. Um, anything more intricate than that, we actually honestly wouldn't recommend cleaning. Yeah. Um, because you're just not going to get to all the nooks and crannies. Yeah. And I think that's it. Ah, we're done. Oh my god, we're <laughs> done with episode four. All right, guys. So yeah, uh, we're gonna wrap this up quickly. Um, if you've got questions, comments, uh, you want to critique our enunciation this week because we could use it, um, please write to us at info at chemistconfessions.com. Yep. As a little preview, next week we're gonna go through some building a skincare routine one hundred and one, which not us think about it <laughs> maybe we should start it off with that oh. like the basics of skincare oh yeah whatever but we're taking care wait of have that. we not done the basics of skincare did we not oh it's I all been no. the blur we dove <laughs> right into it you you would think we'd want to start with that with the basics yeah <laughs> but we make a lot of sense here so <laughs> ask us any question about building a routine yeah. and uh, we can cover it next week awesome so yeah see you guys next week bye bye thanks guys